Are you an event planner or organizer looking for a keynote speaker with a fresh new perspective that packs a serious punch? Someone who captivates your audience and inspires them to create lasting changes in their lives. Someone who has a compelling story to share that will leave your audience believing in themselves like they've never done before. I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake, author of The Million Dollar Bakery, host of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, and... I am your girl. I went from dropping out of high school and moving out on my own at 16 years old, spending full days and nights on the streets wanting to literally die. I have zero formal education and no previous experience in business or running a bakery or even baking. I had a rough childhood, a tough past, and I conquered it all. I started a bakery called Chick Boss Cake, grew it to over a million dollars, and then... And then I wrote a freaking book about how I did the whole dang thing. That's right. High school dropout writes a book. My story was recently referred to as, quote unquote, the true underdog success story that we love to see via Narcity Canada. And I'm ready to share it live in person on your stage. For bookings, reach out to my team at www.rebeccahamiltonco.com. Hey, I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake. Thanks for joining me on my Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where I'll be sharing all my best life and business tips and tricks on how I've created the life of my dreams and how you can too. I'm a no-nonsense, full disclosure, sweet talk, scrapping, woman, entrepreneur who believes in taking charge of your life and ridding yourself of all the excuses, all the excuses that are holding you back. I am not a loud drinker. Yeah, you're a very loud drinker. Are you recording? Yeah, everybody can hear you drinking. What? Nobody heard that. Yeah. Good thing you're drinking sparkling water, but... Because we're going to talk about wellness on this podcast. If you're drinking beer, it wouldn't be about wellness. (laughs) You wouldn't be a good advocate for wellness. And we have a lot to talk about on this podcast when it comes to drinking. And yes, you're a very loud drinker. And... I'm a slurper. An even louder chewer. (laughs) No, I'm not. Everybody, Everybody chews loud. Yeah. But you chew the loudest. (laughs) Okay, so on today's podcast episode, we are going to talk about wellness and how important it is to develop a wellness-based lifestyle and a wellness routine and the importance of saying yes to things that you actually want to do 
and saying no to things that, well, saying no to anything else because prioritizing your time is also part of a healthy wellness routine. And whether you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, or a mom, or anybody, um, living a wellness-based life and developing a wellness routine is going to be life-changing for you, okay? It's gonna be like not, not only life-changing for you, but life-changing for everybody around you, your friends, your family, your kids, every single person. Um, in your life will be affected in a positive way by you taking care of yourself. So that is what today's episode's about. It's, I'm going to talk about how, how Chad and I create a really um, wellness-focused lifestyle and how I prioritize things that I want to say yes to and forget about the things that I want to say no to and not feel guilty about it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, it's fantastic. And um, yeah, so much of um, Rebecca's and in, in our, um, you know, growing the business and, and creating this lifestyle has been focused on, you know, morning routine and the things that we do in our lives. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it really sort of centers and grounds everything that gives us the energy and the uh, mental stamina and the ability to deal with adversity um, because we're putting ourselves in a good uh, a good state of mind, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's super important. And um, yeah, we're trying to make it even better now. So, um, but uh, yeah, let's talk about this weekend. We had a lot of fun doing, we did our first ever Chick Boss Cake decorating uh, cake class. classes, yeah. Um, which was, was amazing. super fun. I had a blast and we had the best group of ladies. It is open to guys too, but we just, we just happened to have a group of ladies that were super fun. Um, and yeah, I had a blast teaching them and we had a lot of fun together and actually all of their cakes turned out really, really good, which I was super happy about. Um, and it seemed like everybody had such a good time. I've gotten a lot of great feedback from it and I've even already had people signing up for the next class that already took a class. So I think that that's a really great sign. And yeah, we learned a lot from the first class of what we want to do going forward with them. And so, yeah, why don't you tell them like how the how the whole layout went and Chad was there. Chad helped me with it, too. <clears throat> yeah, it was super fun. So um, I know Becca loved creating all these, uh, you know, cute uh, layout of, of like these different um, like the tools that we needed and like some name tags and um, some kits. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was really fun. I know you enjoyed doing that and, um, yeah, I enjoyed being there and kind of facilitating different things. And, uh, I'm certainly not creative by any means, but, um, being around our staff with different, our different stores and, um, you know, monitoring them decorating, it was, yeah, you know no what to different. look for, right. You know yeah. what to look for and you know, little ways to kind of help them yeah, too, even exactly. though you don't know how to decorate. Yeah. So I was kind of jumping in here and there and, but you know, the, the biggest thing that I loved about it, uh, honestly, was just to be able to be with a group of people in a really fun environment, yeah. uh, which is something I feel like a lot of people, you know, Miss. are missing and craving totally. since COVID. So, um, you know, I feel like things like that as we move forward into 2022, um, mm -hmm. are really going to be, uh, you know, things that people just want to do, you know, we want to get back to normal and knock on wood. Let's hope that that's where we're heading. And yeah. it was really cool to, to kind of have that feeling today, um, or on the weekend. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it was super fun. Um, can't say I good think, enough about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best part for me was uh, I had 
spoke to and connected with a lot of those uh, ladies on Instagram. So we kind of chat back and forth and share different ideas and stuff like that. And it was just so cool meeting them in person. I hadn't met any of those ladies in person before, but I know that we follow each other on social media. So that part was really fun. And honestly, I think that that's my favorite part of the cake decorating classes uh, is just connecting with the people in the community who love and follow our business and have for many years. And just being able to, you know, get to know them on a more personal level and spend quality time with them was super, super awesome, especially for me because I work from home primarily. So uh, it's not like I don't work at any of the store locations, so I don't really get too much of a chance to interact with our customers or anything like that. Um, aside from social media, which I interact with them very often on there, but it was so cool to just be in an in-person environment and you know be surrounded by such an awesome community of people. And so uh, I had originally just scheduled the two classes. I had the one this past weekend and then another one in a couple of weeks that I'm doing and they both sold out in two days and then so when i posted photos from this past weekend's class and they saw how much fun we were having and quite frankly how awesome the cakes turned out uh a lot of people were messaging and being like oh are you gonna add more classes i really want to do a class and whatever so Chad and I decided that yes, we are going to add some more classes and we've already posted them and I'm not sure by the time this podcast goes out, it might be fully booked again. Um, there's a huge, huge demand for them, which I think we kind of underestimated a little bit, but uh, a we lot did, of, which is great. Yeah. A lot of people are super it's, excited. It's all about the in-person thing. Like I, yeah. I think about Zoom and virtual and we're it's like, so I want it. none of that. Right. Yeah. We're so, so bored of that. Yeah. And I feel like so is the rest of the world. Like, you yeah. know, hopefully Zoom just becomes non-existent um you know it'd be well, one of those jokes it, it like, has a time and oh, a place sure. like i but like that i can connect I'm, with I'm people i'm from, sick of zoom <laughs> yeah me too and i didn't even like want to get into zoom but yeah. i was forced to and then um but it's cool to be able to connect with people like all over the world and stuff like over zoom i do like that aspect but yes so the in-person stuff is definitely where it's at mm-hmm. and so we posted we decided we're gonna double the amount of uh people we're gonna have in the class and set up our store in a way where we can handle that and it is already almost completely sold out. Like the one day is already sold out, which is freaking amazing. And then the other one is almost sold out. I love, love, love doing the classes. I think they are super fun. I think they're a great way to connect with people. And, but so, and also because there's such a high demand for the classes, I could easily schedule classes every single weekend from now until the next year or forever. I don't know. Um, but this is why I wanted to work this into the wellness, uh, podcast because just because there's a demand for something and just because you love to do something does not mean it should consume your entire schedule and take on a mind of its own. It is super important to be mindful of your time and be mindful of other projects that you're working on and be mindful of the amount of time that you need to allocate to wellness in your life too. And it's all about creating a balance 
Um, a lot of people struggle with the family work-life balance situation. And it's not about finding the balance. It's about actually intentionally creating the balance. So it's whatever you want the balance to look like. And also having the flexibility to maybe some sometimes in your life, you're going to have to work more. And sometimes you're going to have to dedicate more to your family life. It's all creating that balance and being flexible in your approach to tending to what needs you at that time. Yeah. And and the biggest thing in that is feeling good about it. Yes. Right. Because not feeling um, guilty. You can't have any guilt with that. You want to intentionally set out to do that because Mm -hmm. if you feel like, you know, these things are happening to you and they're out of your control and there's nothing you can do. I mean, that's a victim mentality. Yes. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly because, um, yeah, we really enjoy doing them. We'd love to do it every weekend, but, um, and I think this is where a lot of people don't understand is like, even things that you enjoy doing, I mean, you don't want to do them seven days a week because, um, you know, as a, as a human being, when it comes to the topic of wellness, um, you need to treat different areas of your body, your mind, your, um, emotions, all those things in a, in a very kind of, you know, even playing field and they all need attention. So naturally, if you're focusing all your efforts, even if it is on something that makes you feel good and it's something you thoroughly enjoy doing, um, other things are naturally going to suffer. Right. So yeah, that's what I think is the coolest thing. It's like recognizing that that all needs attention. Exactly. And having that awareness and being mindful is such a key lesson to anyone in business or life. Uh, Saying yes or no to things needs to be intentional because when you say no to something that you know that you either don't want to do or you just don't have you you don't you're not able to make the time for because you already have a really busy schedule even if it's something like chad said that you love doing you need to know when to say no because saying no leaves you space for something else whether that's time for yourself whether it's time to do a face mask time for learning a new skill whatever it is that you're saying no to leaves you the opportunity to fill it in with something you actually want to do which is why it is so important to ask yourself and be super intentional is this something i really want to do is it either going to spark joy in your life is it going to be something that helps you grow Um, because if it's not one of those two things then it should probably be a no (laughs) you shouldn't be saying yes to things out of obligation or feeling guilty or because so and so wants you to say yes to it Uh, No, it should be it should be something that you feel in your gut or in your heart that you actually want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I always think back to the the situation with my family when we first met. So full disclosure, full vulnerability, um, the last couple episodes here. But yeah, this was something where, you know, I would you know, want to spend time with them because I just, oh, they're my family. But meanwhile, you know, we weren't getting along and, and it wasn't um, jiving with, um, you know, our values and what we were looking to do in our lives. And yeah. this is something where um, there was no intention. I would just go about my day, um, you know, back in my early 20s and it would just be 
okay, let's do that. Okay. You know, and then you wonder why you're frustrated at the end of the day, or you wonder why you're not feeling fulfilled. Yeah, Um, you're feeling drained. Exactly. And you're feeling drained. You don't have much energy. You're exhausted. Um, Do any of these things sound familiar to you? I bet they do. So um, I always know now, like when I have those feelings, I look back on like what I've been doing the last couple of days, what that looks like. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, to the point of mindfulness, it really is about being mindful of how you're feeling so that you can intentionally set out to do things as opposed to doing it in a reactive manner. Exactly. And I think it's really important to note too that like sometimes you will say yes to something that you don't know if you're going to like it or not, but maybe it's something that you want to try or maybe it's a new friendship you want to explore and kind of see how it goes, but you don't actually know if you're going to enjoy it or not. Um, that's a situation where you want to evaluate it after and be intentional and ask yourself, is this something that make me feel good? Is it something that filled my cup or did I find it draining? Did I not really enjoy that? And then guess what? Don't hang out with that person again or don't do whatever it was that you set out to do. You tried it a for effort. Um, and honestly, that's kind of, that was my mindset with the classes because I wasn't a hundred percent sure if I was going to enjoy them or not. I mean, I thought it would be a lot of fun because I know that our customers are a lot of fun, but to be honest, I didn't know if I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. So that's why I only set two dates and those two dates booked up fully. And I was like, if I like it, I will book more dates. And if I don't like it, then I won't. It's not the end of the world. I tried it, right? Mm -hmm. And it is important to try new things and explore new things because growth equals happiness. And that's, you know, if I didn't try it, I wouldn't know that I loved it. And then I, you know, I wouldn't be connecting with all these different people and scheduling more dates and having a blast while I do it. So... Exactly. So you think about intention, right? It's not about, okay, I'm intending each day to set out to do very comfortable things that make me happy and, Mm -mm. um, you know, they're easy. And uh, so then I will be happy at the end of the day. Well, the the problem with that is because, like Becca said, growth equals happiness. You'll be... you won't be upset. You won't be frustrated. So it'll be like calm, cool, and collected. Mm-hmm. But you won't have that sense of fulfillment, right? Yes. So those are the things. It's like you want to do things you enjoy, but then you need to do things that challenge you because that's what provides fulfillment. Yeah. So they're tied together, right? Exactly. Um, what's that thing? The art of fulfillment. So everybody's, yeah. um, the reason they call it the art of fulfillment is because everybody's version of fulfillment is different, right? So things that I do may be different than things that you do or your neighbor does or yeah. your sister does or whatever that looks like. And it's, um, our jobs to figure out what that is for ourselves mm-hmm. and make that a prior priority in our lives, regardless of what are, what other people think. Totally. Um, you know, and so, yeah, Becca, you're a great example of how you do that and you're able to, you know, not worry what people think in those situations. So how, how does that come so natural for you? Well, I think it's because it's, first of all, it's not because I don't care. I know that a lot of people kind of jump to that conclusion of, oh, you know, it must be so carefree or you just don't care what people think. And it's like, it's not because I don't actually care. It's just that I care more about my happiness and my well-being than sacrificing that to try and make somebody else happy. Because at the end of the day, I have the understanding that, uh, 
it's not going to really impact other people as much as you actually think it will. And I think that that is something that is really important mm. to learn. Um, that when you say no to somebody, you might think that they might be upset about it, but I, I honestly... I'm pretty sure they don't care half as much as you think they do. They're just going to find another friend. They're going to move on with their lives. They're not going to sit and cry over you that you didn't want to go for coffee with them. Um, So I think that uh, realizing that that's kind of your ego coming into play where you think that people care more than they do about those situations and just having that understanding that they don't. They don't really care as much as you think. Um, and and knowing that by you sacrificing your own happiness and well-being is really doing nobody any good. It's not doing them any good. It's not doing anybody any good. It's definitely not doing you any good. So um, that's kind of where my mindset comes from because I still care about people's well-being, even people that I've you know I'm still not friends with or you know, anyone, I care generally about people being happy and fulfilled and stuff like that, but that doesn't mean that it's my job to provide that fulfillment to them. Yeah. Like you still care about those people and that's the same with my family. I mean, I don't wish harm upon them. Right. I mean, I wish them all the best, but the thing is that that does not come at your um, expense, come at my expense. Like, so the topic of, um, you know, happiness and and putting yourself first, it's that whole saying of like, you know, learn to love yourself so you can provide that love to each other, to other people. So on the topic of wellness, like you need to fill your wellness cup so that you can, uh, allow it to, um, you know, to overflow and pour that wellness into other people's lives. Right. Exactly. And, um, and, and you're right on the, uh, when you said another thing about how, you know, in your head, you always think that it's, that people care more than you actually think. Right. Yes. And a great example of that is like, oh, like I want to get this, you know, mole on my, you know, left elbow out of here. Like everybody must think it's disgusting. And it's like, nobody knows about your mole on the left elbow. Nobody's caring about that or looking at you. They really don't give a shit. They only care about themselves, which sounds selfish, but it's, it's not coming from a selfish spot. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, you can use that mindset and I know it's not easy obviously because this is something that you you know your flaws and you know your weaknesses and you know we're our own worst critics but yes um yeah I mean you can use that example for physical emotional relationships um all those things and and this is what we do as humans we we make things out to be a bigger deal than they really are yeah and um and yeah I mean you've taught me that over the years to be like it's not about not caring what people think, but you just don't need to worry about that. Like you just need to relieve yourself of that burden. It literally um, doesn't that matter. That weight off your shoulder of like, you know, I'm not walking around, you know, swearing at everybody saying, no. you know, I don't want to hang out with you or I don't want to do this or I don't, you know, I'm not being rude about it. Um, still being respectful. And once again, it comes from a place of, of, uh, of grace where you don't have that um, kind of resentment or that negative feeling about doing that. Exactly. You just, Hey, I'm not into that right now. And um, you know, I wish you all the best. And, uh, and, and then you just focus back on you. And like I said, it never ends up being as big of a deal you think it is. And then you're then happier when you lay down at the end of the night, because you feel good that you're, you know, living your life, how you want to live it. Exactly. And also if you think about, you know, if you do run into that rare person who does give you a hard time or does make fun of you because of whatever or anything like that like you do come if you do come across one of those people because they do exist um 
who the hell cares? You don't want to be hanging out with that person anyway. So like, you're not like, why do you care about what they would think? You know what I mean? Me, people who are mean are people who have their own issues and their own insecurities. They are the most insecure people on the planet. Okay. Kind people that want to see other people succeed are the best kind of people and they're the most secure and the most confident and everything like that. So, you know, by you caring what other people think, it's in essence, like those people that are actually going to have an issue with anything to do with you are the ones you don't even want to surround yourself with anyways. So there's that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a, exactly. Haters would be a great example of that, right? Yeah. Like, Those are the ones the that hell? do care what, what you think, right? Exactly. And then the ones that actually do care about you truly that aren't haters, they don't they'll care. give you, you know, constructive feedback that is yes. actually not um, selfish on their end no. um, with their insecurities. And yeah. it's about, um, you know, a true feeling. And then exactly. those people are the ones you want to spend your time with. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And so um, one example I wanted to say, too, is that uh, I know I have a lot of friends who are moms and stuff like that. And I've, you know, heard time and time again that moms have a really, really hard time putting themselves first and practicing self-care and making that a priority. And, you know, I don't have kids, so I can appreciate how challenging that may be. But, and I was telling this to my friend the other day who does have kids, and this is my perspective. Even though I don't have kids, guess what? I was once a child, believe it or not. I was once a kid myself. So... I know that from a child's perspective, and you can think back to when you were a child too, if your parents practiced more self-care, would they not be more patient with you, more loving with you, more fun? Mm, beautiful. They would have more fun with you. If they loved themselves, would they be all of those things? Yes, they would, 100%. I would have loved for my parents to practice more self-care. I still would love if they practice more self-care <laughs> because that makes them better parents. It just does. It's just a fucking fact. You know what I mean? So, um, and I was explaining this to my friend and she's like, wow, like that is a really, really great point. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I think these things through and I'm like, you know what? I don't give advice to parents because I have the most respect for them and I think that everybody has their own way of parenting, but I know from a child's perspective because I, you know, grew up in a really chaotic household and stuff like that, so I know that I would have given anything as a child for my parents to put themselves first and practice self-care because they would have been much better parents. Yeah, exactly. So, you and know, same those, for your parents too, Chad. It's the exact same. We're, we're in the same boat. Oh, this yeah. is what we bond over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Off script. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, exactly. So, would you know, think about if you're a parent and you feel guilty that you know you're spending time when you should be spending more time with your kids or whatever you think in your head. Um, yeah, would you want if you think about it? You know, your mom and dad, if maybe they weren't the best at it. Like, would you want them there more often, but then they're miserable, like miserable and, grumpy, and, and they're grumpy and, not patient and, they're, and yelling exactly, at you and yelling and all those kinds of things. Trust me, but, your hey, child I'm, doesn't I'm here want it. all the time. No, and I'm that putting doesn't matter. my kids first and spending all day every day with them and not being selfish for myself. Well, that's yeah. part of the problem. Exactly. 
Right. And I'm telling you this because if you are one of those parents who uses that excuse that, oh, my kid comes first or or whatever, and you're not prioritizing self-care, it is doing so much more damage than you realize to your child. And I get that you're coming from a place of love and selflessness and all of that, but it is doing more harm than good, 100%. I know because I grew up in a house like that where my parents did not prioritize self-care and I would have I would have just loved to have parents who took care of themselves and all of that because it would have translated into a better childhood for me. And so when your child grows up and you're not prioritizing self-care, they're gonna grow up with some resentments and be like, you know what? I wish you would have practiced self-care, mom, because you would have been way more patient with me. We would have had way more fun. We would have made more memories. You would have been, you know, in better health, whatever, right? That's definitely the child's perspective. So <laughs> there's no ways around it. Self-care is important to every person on this planet, whether you are a mom, whether you are a friend, a spouse, a business owner, an entrepreneur, anything like that. Self-care is number one. You are your biggest asset and you need to start prioritizing yourself. It is not selfish. It is actually the polar opposite of being selfish. Yeah, exactly. And so it makes sense that um, coming out of that upbringing Mm -hmm. that you then chose Mm -hmm. to kind of do the opposite. You're like, I'm not going to be miserable and kind of moping around and, um, you know, living that life that my parents did. Like, I want to be happy. I want to, you know, grow. I want to live life and I want to, you know, you know, help people around me and just kind of be that source of love and energy and all that stuff. Right. So I think it's really cool that you turn that negative situation into a positive. It's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, totally. I think it is just, it is, in my opinion, the only way to truly live a happy and fulfilled life and really enjoy it and embrace all of the experiences that you have, whether you, everybody's going to have negative, ex, negative experiences and, and crap that happens to them. But, you know, if you have a generally positive outlook and are focused on your own personal well-being and not worrying about what other people think and what other people are doing and what they're talking about and whatever, then you will be so much, so much happier and way better off and way more successful. So that is definitely key. And, you know, one point that I wanted to make back to your previous uh, thing that you said about how, you know, if somebody has like a mole or something and then, you know, nobody else is looking at it or whatever. I think that, you know, if it is coming from a place of that you genuinely want to get rid of that mole. I don't know if we're talking about moles, I guess, but if it's something that genuinely makes you feel more confident yourself and you feel like good about it and you're not doing it out of a place of, oh, I hope nobody is going to notice this or, or self-conscious place. Yeah, it's and for yourself. Yeah, it's for yourself then that is totally fine, okay? Go get the mole removed, get Botox, whatever you want. Because um, for me, I, I last year I got my teeth done and I got veneers on the top of the top of my mouth. I'm getting the bottom done uh, soon, but it, it was coming from a place of, 
I want to do that for myself. And I, I, I grew up having like just really crappy teeth my whole life. And um, I was always so scared of the dentist and everything like that. So I wanted to do that for myself. It was gonna make me feel good. It was gonna make me feel more confident and more happy and everything like that. And it wasn't coming from a place of, Oh, I'm gonna do this because because so and so said this of me saying you didn't have or beautiful Chad teeth saying this or <laughs> or just it wasn't coming from a place of you know self conscious it was coming from a place of I want to do this for myself and that's what any decision that you make whether it's physical or mental or emotional or whatever it should come from a place of I want to do this for myself. I'm not doing this because I think that other people give a shit about it because they do not. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. So yeah, why don't we talk about some of the ways that we uh, implement wellness in our lives, yeah, um, both so, separately and together. And uh, yeah, maybe some people can get some tips on their end. Yeah. So we're going to talk about our wellness uh, routines, some things that are really important to us. And just so that all of our listeners know, we started we've always had this mindset of self-development we're always trying to implement new things but obviously you know 10 years ago we didn't have a wellness routine it while it was kind of like part of our like we wanted to have one but like we all start from a place of let's just start with simple basic things and do it for a consistent period of time because consistency is the most important okay and once you do something small like maybe it's simply just drinking more water and you do it every single day for a consistent period of time then you can add maybe a next level to that and maybe you're going to add more vegetables to your diet too okay do not i repeat do not try to do everything all at once you will fucking fail i promise you that i've tried that so many times i am a recovering perfectionist and it is uh struggle is real i have the mentality of like all or nothing but thankfully i've been working on it and i don't have that mentality anymore i know it doesn't even fucking work so um so yeah so we're going to talk about our wellness routine and when we talk about it i just wanted to start with that because i don't want you guys to be like oh my god that's so overwhelming um because we did not start with this whole thing and we are still working on it and like adding things and taking things away that don't match um but it is something that you should figure out for yourself the things that work and make you feel your best um, and one person's wellness routine is going to be completely different than another person's. But if you take anything away from this, do not try and do everything all at once. You will fail and you will feel so shitty about it. So now that we've said that, yeah. <laughs> why don't you say like what you're super good at with your wellness routine? Mm -hmm. Because Chad and I are very different in the sense that his is very physical focused and mine is more mental mental focused mm -hmm. and like stuff like that so we're trying to uh bridge the gap and kind of bring them both together with both of our strengths and help each other out in that way yeah exactly so um i played hockey my whole life i've always been uh very athletic mm -hmm. and uh you know into my adult years i i knew that this is always something that i needed to continue um, and I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that uh, think, you know, oh, yeah, I used to love 
I don't know, ballet or whatever they used to do. Yeah. So, but they don't do it no more, right? And um, I think it's really important that you get into, and even if it's not that, like it should be something very similar to that, that provides the same like feeling and the same sense of like satisfaction, right? Totally, yeah. Um, so, you know, I certainly don't play hockey anywhere nearly as much as, as I used to. I do still play and I'm getting back into it now after a little hiatus from COVID. But um but the, the point I'm trying to make is that I n- always knew that that was a very important piece um, in my well-being and, and level of satisfaction. And so whether it was working out at, at, at the gym um, and then obviously with COVID, now we've created a little bit of a home gym upstairs. Yeah. But, um, you know, even when the gyms were closed, I would I would run outside, you know, so getting creative just to make sure that I because I love that feeling that I get um, after uh, after a workout. I, I've always loved it. At the end of a game when I play hockey, I love that feeling like, oh, I just kind of laid it out there and I feel great and I can you know, go to sleep and sleep like a baby because I've just exhausted myself. So I love that feeling. Good and for you, Chad. Yeah, it, it's definitely <laughs> the opposite for Rebecca. She'll tell you about that in a minute. But um, yeah, so anyway, I start my morning. Um, well, we something that's obviously extreme is our, our polar plunge, and we could talk about this. Uh, I'll, I'll let you talk about that. Okay. But this is a, that's a little bit kind of next level. But um, but anyway, so even before that, it, it yeah, I mean, I, I would go for a run um, and lift weights, and I but pretty much going for like the cardio component. It was my was my jam, right? Yeah. So, so with hockey, right? Yeah. So Chad is very good at sticking to a physically uh, a physical wellness routine, and that is definitely not my strength. It never has been. I've never really actually enjoyed it too much. And honestly, for me, how I eat and the foods that I eat really, really, really affect me. So that part for me is much easier because I notice the benefits to eating a specific diet that makes me feel good. And so the food part for me is easier, whereas that's harder for Chad. And so we have our wellness routines that are super, super important, a crucial part of our lives because it allows us to operate at a much higher level and gives us the energy that we need to be able to run a million dollar business and be able to offer classes and be able to do all of these things um, directly because of our wellness routines. And so recently we have added the ice bath. If you've been following me on Instagram, you've seen my videos, I get so many questions and DMs. And then when I, you know, run into my friends or talk to anybody, they're like, I see you're doing this crazy friggin' polar plunging thing. What is it all about? Well, we just started um, adding this into our routine recently. So Basically, what I do is I do 30 minutes of exercise a day. I do not like to do more than that. I don't feel like I need to. I just need to move my body and that's it. So I do 30 minutes of exercise and then I go and I do my ice bath. And my ice bath is we got this, I don't even know how to describe it. It is like an inflatable, it's actually an inflatable hot tub, but Chad and his friend figured out a way to do an inflatable cold tub with it. So instead of heating it, we just keep it really cold. We put it in our shed 
And so we've been doing this every day. I'm on day 16 now um, of doing it and I am loving it so far. So there's a lot of health benefits to doing it. It is, it boosts your immune system. It's uh, supposed to help with your metabolism and it creates more white blood cells, which just makes you healthier. What else does it do? Yeah, it gives you more energy, energy um, mental clarity. Sleep, uh, mental for clarity. Me. You don't need coffee all day long. Yeah, you mentioned the, the main benefits. I mean, we're not um, doctors here, so don't uh, take this for. But these are it things you find online, right? And yeah. it's, it's been it's been fantastic. Yeah, so it's been awesome. Yeah, it's great. So yeah, so we I've been doing that every morning for I do mine for ten to fifteen minutes, and you submerge yourself in this ice cold tub 55 degrees Fahrenheit. 55 degrees and you work on your breathing you're meditating and i feel amazing i feel super calm and energized and focused and i don't know if it's boosting my immune system or not but time will tell with that and time will tell if it helps with metabolism i'm not sure but those would be more of long-term effects but the short-term benefits that I've noticed are the mental clarity and the energy for sure. So that's what I love. And I also love starting my day with something really uncomfortable and really challenging because that sets up the rest of my day for success and to overcome challenging situations that come my way. So I think that it's a really good way to start your day with something that is hard to do because it's very hard to get out of your nice warm cozy bed and get into an ice cold bath of water okay the struggle is real it still bites me every single time people always ask oh do you get used to it do you uh is it easier by the day no it is not it is the same amount of fucking hard every single day so Um, but the benefits so far are worth it. And so I'm going to do it for 30 days and I have a feeling I'm going to continue it well after that because I'm loving the benefits of it so far. So that's the main things that we do. We focus on working out, moving our body every single day. Chad's routine is a little bit more intensive than mine. Well, much more intensive than mine. And then we do the ice baths, we do meditation, which I love. I think that that is like something that I've been doing for the last year and I have year or two years now, I don't know, COVID, but it really calms your mind and brings clarity and just, oh, I just love it. I can't say enough good things about it. And uh, Chad does that as well. And then as far as our eating and stuff goes, we we eat a pretty healthy diet. We eat very different diets though. I eat keto, which is primarily um, meat, vegetable, and fats. And Chad, what primarily do you eat? You eat a lot of carbs. Yeah, I eat a lot of carbs because I'm exuding a lot of energy. So yeah. carbs for me don't um, slow me down. And I just kind of burn through them. And I, I uh, yeah, I mean, I eat completely different if i eat the keto stuff the fatty stuff is not um you know doesn't, doesn't make, make you feel good, feel good. makes so, yeah, me it's, feel amazing it's kind of funny because yeah carbs for me are like energy and for her they would just make you feel like a snail so um it's really ironic that it's the the opposite so we've basically the last couple of months just started eating like de- separately and differently yeah <laughs> um we just kind of agreed that that was the, kind of the way to go because she'd have all these keto meals and like these really expensive things that i don't need to be eating yeah. i could just You're eat like, the uh, a fraction of the price normal yeah. version of it um but, but because uh, it's so important to us to both feel our best we don't use that excuse of like 
oh, my partner like wants to eat this, so I'm going to eat that. Or my partner's eating right. Oreos, and so I'm going to eat that. Like, it doesn't matter what your partner's eating. I don't give a shit what you're eating. I'm going to eat what makes me feel good. And I want you to eat what makes you feel good. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if we are both feeling good individually, then we're going to have a better relationship and be happier together. So that's what everybody needs to realize when you're in a relationship with somebody. Um, you need to do what you need to do for yourself and not be influenced by the other person. Exactly. Okay? And I mean, we're very fortunate that we, we share that value. A lot of people will probably be listening to this and going, well, you know, every time I want this, they want that. Yeah. And, I mean, we've had struggles like that too, for sure. We're, we're definitely human. But, yeah, you've ate um, chips and candy in front yeah, of my face many times. Yeah, many non-keto items. Um, <laughs> but like... Becca said is that I mean you want to make sure that you're doing these um, these things for yourself uh, you know regardless of the part your partner and regardless yes, of, of anything in that sense and, and just making that a priority and hopefully if your partner is not involved in the whole wellness thing mm-hmm. that at least they respect the fact that you are yeah and they're not um, encouraging you yeah. being like hey I'm yeah. eating 10 fucking bowls of ice yeah. cream do you want Nine exactly, and the best thing no. is you don't want to. Oh, why are you eating that in front of me? Like she said, Becca said in a joking manner. I mean, obviously, yeah. it'd be great if, if I didn't eat chips in front of her, but if I but did, it doesn't matter you, at the you, end of the day. You'd be like, You can eat chips, I don't care, it doesn't bother me yeah. because I'm confident in what I'm doing, right? Exactly, and so th- that's an example. There's been times when that's happened, and that's fine, right? So, yeah, but you have to have that level of understanding and open communication about the, those subjects, and that's exactly. kind of where it starts, right? Yeah, and the more you <laughs> practice that, and the more that you you know, can accept the fact that somebody's going to eat things in front of you that maybe tempt you or whatever, um, it's going to test your strength, right? And the more that you strengthen that and your willpower and the more that you prioritize that your well-being and how you feel is more important than the taste of those chips, then the stronger you're going to get over time and the easier it'll be. So, and you know, I, I've learned this over the last 10 years, like when I went gluten-free, like there's like people eat stuff in front of me all the time. They eat donuts in front of like, I I own a fucking bakery. You know what I mean? So, um, the struggle is real. It is really hard at first, but I promise you, you will not even notice it. The more you practice not caring and allowing people to do that because Honestly, if you are one of those people who's like, oh, don't eat that in front of me or like, don't do that. It's like you're still holding that food like that food is like has control over you still. You know what I mean? So so taking that control back and learning to be okay with it and to not engage in it and to not let it tempt you is what you really need to work on. Right. And so one of the more recent things that we've decided to do for our wellness is to cut back big time on drinking, uh, drinking alcohol. And so I am obsessed with wine, not in an alcoholic way, but like I love wine so much. I love going to wineries. Um, I, I love beer too, but like it doesn't work with my keto diet. So like at all, <laughs> at all. Um, but I love the flavor of beer. I love going to breweries. I love the food there. I love the atmosphere. I love everything. And I love, you know, we have friends that drink, we have friends that don't drink too, which is awesome. Um, but 
we just, we love to drink. We love to have a good time. I like to enjoy, you know, wine with my food. I love food and wine pairings. Personally, I think everything pairs well with wine. I don't know why they do that, but it's really fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we decided that it doesn't match with our wellness routine that we're doing because if I'm, this is my mindset, okay? If I am polar plunging, in the morning and it is super uncomfortable and I'm getting into an ice cold bath. And then later on that day, I am re-inflaming my body with alcohol. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of like, yeah, there's like no benefits to, the really ice bath's to alcohol. supposed to help with inflammation and then yeah. you're inflaming it with, with wine, right? So. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm literally doing something really and that, uncomfortable. It's and like then me going for a run with a, eating a Big Mac as I'm running. Exactly. <laughs> it literally makes no sense to me. And I'm like, if I'm putting in so much effort to feel good, and if that is my main goal, to feel good, to have energy, and to make wellness a priority, then it does not align with that. And I, you know, even if I have a couple of glasses with dinner and I'm not even getting buzzed or drunk, I still don't sleep well at night. I still will wake up in the middle of the night. I'll be dehydrated. I'll feel thirsty. I, and then I will not have the energy the next day. Um, and it's not even a hangover. It's just like, it's just the effects of drinking one or two glasses of wine. And this is just our experience, of course. But um, you know, by all means do, do you do you, but yeah. And I'm not here to completely cut alcohol out because like I said, I do enjoy wine. I love it once in a while, but it does not need to be every single weekend. doesn't need to be with every meal. And the only reason for that is because wellness is such a priority for me that I don't want to focus so much on my health and well-being whilst doing something that is doing the opposite of that. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what we came to terms with. And in fact, so Chad, uh, he didn't drink for like years, like of our marriage. Like when I first met him, he did, you didn't drink at all. And then, so recently over the last, what, couple years or just years? Or just since COVID. Like we started to get into going to breweries and with friends and yeah, having it was, food. It's and, so fun. Yeah. Like we love the experience, yeah. but you started drinking um, beer. And so this is what really opened my eyes to the fact that alcohol is just so bad for your health. It's not calories in and calories out. Again, I'm not a doctor or a fitness expert, but I know the times where I am eating healthy, I am working out and not drinking alcohol. I lose weight, I have more energy, I feel freaking amazing, okay? And there were many times where I would be doing all of those things, but I would also have a glass of wine with dinner or drink on yeah, the like weekends. like you would work that into your calories and calories I would calories work it out. into my calories. Didn't work. And I would be eating less calories than I needed to, and the wine was accounted for in that, and I would still not lose weight. So I think that there is a very big correlation to alcohol and uh, just really stagnating your wellness and your weight loss and your metabolism. I think it really fucks everything up. So, and how I realized this and came to this conclusion myself is, so Chad started drinking beer here and there, just 
randomly, not in a weird alcoholic way, but just casually with friends and stuff like that. And he has a regimen of working out. How long is your workout? Well, since we created the home gym about a, two months ago, I've been uh, I've been lifting weights for an hour and then running a 5K. So it, it takes about an hour and a half. Yeah, so um, his workout routine is an hour and a fucking half, people, okay? And he does not drink every day. You drink maybe, you know, a few beers on the weekend here yeah. and there, whatever, casually. And you not only do not lose weight, but you're gaining weight mm-hmm. from from that amount of workout and you also eat a relatively healthy diet. So there's nothing, you're not eating like Big Macs, you're not eating fast food. So the fact Except that A&W. you're once in a while, <laughs> but- I love a You don't eat it every day. <laughs> no, exactly. Do you? No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or do you? <laughs> um, but just witnessing what you eat, how you work out and like the little amount that you actually drink, but the fact that it's the alcohol that is, it's the beer that has created the weight gain in you. Yeah, so that's so, part of the conversation, right? So um, yeah, like basically I don't, like I don't lose weight at all and I should be like if you're working on an hour and a half so you I'm doing it like four to seven days pounds. yeah exactly so that but that was I wasn't working out like during before we got the home gym I would just run a few days a week which I mean you'd think would would do that but I wasn't lifting weights for an hour it was just a half hour run so this whole time when I gained the weight I was only doing a half hour run yeah but and then you gained it all in your stomach yeah, like a beer gut yeah, stomach yeah it was all the stomach so then yeah. uh, I remember so you had um, read me this article that said basically you know you're the you know how you burn calories naturally when you're sitting it's like you're resting burn calorie throughout the day thing right yeah so like the way you describe it is that it just goes non-stop to churn the alcohol out of you it makes that a priority instead of the food um, and then basically it's exerted all of its energy when it gets to wanting to get to the food to burn that off and it like gives up so i was mm-hmm. like oh my god that's so gross yeah <laughs> right? And that's where we came to this conclusion. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just thought like, wow, if Chad is working out for an hour and a half and eating relatively healthy and still gaining weight uh, and getting fat in the stomach area, which is where the the beer goes generally to most people, um, I just thought like there is no hope in hell for me if I am, you know, working out like a quarter of the amount of time and drinking alcohol. Like I'm just, it's not good for my well-being. It's not good for my energy. So we decided to cut back substantially on it. We're not going to quit completely, but just cut back because it does not align with our wellness goals and our wellness routines. And I think it's really important for people to, um, continually evaluate their wellness routines and what they're doing in their everyday lives to see if like maybe you're sabotaging what you're trying to do with something as simple as having some wine with dinner like you don't realize um, because a lot of times these habits are things that you've always done maybe it's stuff that you like to do whatever it is um, but you don't take the time to be like hey is this helping me or is this hurting me and you know i i we both have been through that and we you know you just kind of mindlessly do things that you've always done um but it's not until you really look at what you're doing and what your goals are and be like is this in line with my goal or not and just be honest about it maybe your goal is not to to have 
a lot of like endless energy or feel a certain way or prioritize wellness, maybe that's not your goal. Maybe your goal is to have a more, you know, fun or chill or I don't know, like just, a you know, whatever, whatever your goal is, it doesn't matter, but it's everything in your life should really align with it and enhance what you're trying to work towards. Yeah, it should match up. And that's yes. part of like, you know what I mean? People would just make excuses and whatever. We could sit here and make excuses about that. But we wanted to share that uh, yeah. piece of information. It's obviously vulnerable, but we wanted to be open about it because we know it's, um, you know, people can relate, people can understand. So like I said, whether it's alcohol, whether it's food, whether it's, um, I don't know, binge watching shows every, every night for seven hours, I don't know what it is for you. But um, the point of it is, is that we all kind of have our, our temptations and things in life that don't align with what we're trying to do. Yeah. And it's about, you know, sitting down and being honest with yourself and not making excuses and being like, and, and everybody would be different for everyone else, right? Exactly. And it's just a matter of, well, does this match what I'm trying to do? And if it does, great. And if it doesn't, then you need to, you need to ask yourself something. some questions and, and dig deep inside. So yeah. um, that was kind of where we were at with that. It's like, hey, well, it doesn't match. I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe there will be a time where it does. I don't know. We got everything laid out and we were comfortable with not doing anything. And mm-hmm. I, I doubt that that'll come, but... Um, but yeah, so that's the whole thing, right? And um, yeah, we felt really good last uh, you know week or so, and, and just embracing that because um, there's no hindrance. It's you kind of feel free. You don't feel guilty. You don't feel um, you know. You just feel like you have no limitation for the wellness. You, yeah. You've kind of wiped out that that thing. And, um, and I think it's important to to never just write it off the table because that's when it comes from a place of negativity, right? Just totally. like I'm never going to eat a pizza ever again because I'm you know no, looking to creates- get a six pack and I yeah. it's sour in water for life you know that, that's yeah. not no that you, creates its yeah. own issues yeah. of feeling deprived mm-hmm. and and stuff like that and i mean that's just really setting yourself up to fail and that's not the right mindset to have for sure to just never say never you know <laughs> um but yeah i uh there was something else i really wanted to say and i can't think of it now can you read my mind and think of it for me <laughs> Because I'm supposed to be a mind reader. You're supposed to be a mind reader. What kind of terrible husband am I, Chad? Oh my God, I forget. Uh, You're supposed to read my mind. We can just delay here and go, uh... I don't think this is helping. Okay, I just remembered. It just came to me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Good. It's because I I read your mind and I kind of gave you subliminal No, you get no credit for this. You did not help me whatsoever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was going to say... Like, figure out what you are working towards and what you need to do in order to set yourself up to succeed at that. So, um, for example, for me personally, I want to, well, I want to be able to do these classes and to be present and have the energy to do that. I want to be doing keynote speaking, which requires a lot of energy and a lot of practice and a lot of, um, you know, feeling good. Like I can't imagine, um, you know, going on stage and doing a keynote speech when I was out the night before having wine at dinner and then I wake up feeling kind of tired. It just it doesn't match what I'm trying to do going forward. So 
um, realizing that it doesn't match what I want to do. Maybe it was fine this past year for me and I was able to, you know, have the energy I needed to do what I wanted to do. When everything's closed. (laughs) Yeah. But next year when I want to pursue my speaking career and I want to do classes and I want to do all of these things that naturally take way more energy and focus, um, to be able to show up as my the best version of myself for the people that I'm teaching, for the people who are in the audience listening to me speak, um, anybody who I'm mentoring, like it's important for me, it's important to me that I am the best version of myself and that includes having the energy, taking care of myself, putting myself first and making sure that I can be the best version of myself to show up for them. And so that's really important to me and that's what I'm really working on and that is why I am so passionate and obsessed with wellness and taking care of myself and the routine that I have and making it a priority and you know, I will tell friends, you know, I have friends who are like, oh, I want to hang out or I want to do this or I want to do that. And like, yes, I love hanging out with them, but I will tell them and I will say that I am busy, even if busy means that I am busy practicing self-care. If I am busy working out, if I am busy doing my ice plunge, if I am busy reading or learning or listening to a podcast, because to me, I am busy doing that and that is a priority and even if I do want to hang out with a friend if if my wellness wasn't prioritized that day then I'm gonna say I'm busy doing self-care and I do not feel guilty about that I feel great about it because you know the next time we do hang out I will be the best version of myself around them so I think that, that is really important for people to recognize that busy does not just mean that you were running around like a fucking maniac trying to get shit done and cook dinner and do all the things. Busy means... I just want to say I love all the F-bombs you're throwing around on this podcast. I know. I definitely need to remember to mark this as explicit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm just feeling so comfortable being myself. And, you know, I... Own it. It's great. I am owning it. So um, I think when we first started this podcast, I was like you know, I'm just going to try and be really appropriate and whatever. And it's you know what? It's called Scrap the Sweet Talk for a reason. Exactly. And I think there's a time and a place for swearing. It is not in, you know, cake decorating classes when there's children around. That's for sure. Um, but, you know, if I'm being my most authentic self, I definitely drop a few F-bombs, casual conversations. So it's just who I am. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so practicing self-care is super important to prioritize. And you know what? If you're busy doing that, great. Okay. Tell people you're busy and go and do self-care. You don't need to, like I was saying before, you don't need to run around like a maniac. Uh, and that's that's your version of busy. No, my version of busy is I'm practicing self-care. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm busy. Okay. And so, yeah, I want the energy to do the things that I wanted to do. And I want to feel good as much as possible. Why would anyone not want to feel good as much as possible? Okay. As a woman, and this is like, I was telling Chad this the other day, I, obviously we get our fucking period once a month. And so I don't know about you, but that time of the month for me is like the most awful time. I hate it. I just, I always like suffered from it and just a super uncomfortable and I can't say enough terrible things about it. 
Um, but so I get that. So we get that once a month as women, right? That's one time every freaking month. That is 12 times a year. That's a lot of feeling like shit. Okay. So if I have to inevitably suffer once a month, then the rest of the month, I want to feel as good as humanly possible. Okay. So I don't want to like have my period this week and then, you know, next week I'm hungover and then the following week I'm bloated and feeling like shit because I ate a bunch of crap that doesn't agree with my body. <laughs> and you know what I mean? So I want to do, set my life up in a way where... That's what you're saying. Is it periods out of your control? Yes. Everything else is within your control. 100%. So let's end the podcast on that note. As always, thanks for listening to my podcast, Scrap the Sweet Talk, with me, your host, Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Hit me up. I'm on social media on Instagram at Rebecca at Chick Boss Cake or Facebook as Rebecca Hamilton Co. Today is a great day to make greatness happen and turn your ordinary life into something extraordinary. Start creating the life of your dreams today.